Welcome to Win the Day from Back to the Bible. I'm your coach, Pastor Nat, and today we're going to talk about Jesus, the Good Shepherd. From Genesis through Revelation, the biblical narrative is woven together around the theme of shepherding. Now, shepherding was foreign to most of our experiences, but it was a reality to those who first heard the words of Jesus. Let's just take a quick moment and look at shepherding from the Bible's perspective. We find Abel. The second-born man in history was a shepherd who lost his life over the jealousy of his brother for God's acceptance of his worship. Abraham. Abraham increased his great wealth by skillfully caring for his flocks. His daughter-in-law, Rebekah, is introduced to us as a shepherdess, and her second-born son was a masterful breeder of sheep. All of Jacob's 12 sons were skillful and dedicated shepherds. So even though it was a despised vocation in Egypt, and even though Joseph, their brother, who served as prime minister, warned them not to mention it, what did these brothers tell the Egyptian pharaoh when they were introduced? They proudly stated that they and their ancestors had been shepherds all their lives. Then there was Moses the Jewish boy who grew up in the palace and received the very best leadership, preparation, and education available. But when it came time for Moses to lead, the Lord ignored his previous leadership credentials and instead enrolled him in the Wilderness Institute of Shepherding. That's where Moses would spend time caring for his father-in-law's flocks. And how can we forget David? the king who became the model for Israel's king. He was called from the sheepfolds to shepherd the people of God. Of David, it was said, with upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. In what is probably his most popular psalm, Psalm 23, the shepherd king David borrowed a line from Jacob who said, the God who has been my shepherd all the days of my life to this day. That's from Genesis 48. And it's from this line we get the inspiration from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I will not want. So having laid the ground, let's take a look at today's passage from John chapter 10, beginning in verse 12. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the world snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. Shepherds. They're guiding and guarding, leading and feeding, keeping an undistracted eye on the lambs who were prone to wander, vulnerable to so many dangers and threats. This was the role to which kings, priests, and other leaders of God's people were called. Yet the story of their shepherding is more frequently one of gross failure rather than glorious success. Repeatedly, the prophets, 
the shepherds of Israel are exposed as self-serving, uncaring failures. The backdrop for this John 10 confrontation is painted vividly in Ezekiel chapter 34. This is where God declares, You have been feeding yourselves, eating the fat, shearing the flock to clothe yourselves, refusing to seek the lost and wandering, to risk anything to protect the defenseless, doing nothing to heal the wounded. So God declared that one day He would send His own shepherd who would do all that a shepherd is called to. In John chapter 10, Jesus has pointed out three threats to the welfare of His flock. First, He calls out the thieves. They're sly, subtle, sneaky, deceptive, and self-serving. Who's He talking about? Well, these are the false teachers and the leaders who exploit those under their care only for personal gain. Then we find robbers. They're direct, they're bold, violent, and harsh. These are the influencers who, by intimidation and domination, take what is not theirs to enlarge their own positions and possessions. And then we find the hirelings. These are the day workers, the associates, and the assistants. It's just a job. It's a source of income to them. There's just no relationship with those who they serve. There's no personal investment in their welfare. We would say no skin in the game. Therefore, there's no motivation for personal risk, only self-serving and self-protecting. This describes the religious leaders in Jesus' time. Yet, he was there because the Father was unwilling to let his own flock wander and flounder as sheep without a shepherd. This fulfilled his promise in Ezekiel chapter 34. He says, I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey, and I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. To the ones who feel lost, Wounded, unloved, and vulnerable, Jesus comes to care. He speaks, and we hear His voice. The gentle tone of His voice quiets our fears and comforts our hearts. Like the shepherd boy David, who snatched the lamb from the jaws of the lion and seized the bear by the beard, Jesus puts His own life on the line for our lives. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, the good one. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Or as King David declared, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you'd like to go even deeper, join us in Go Tandem. 
Go Tandem is our spiritual fitness app to help you move closer to Jesus each and every day. So download Go Tandem on your mobile device. Oh, and by the way, this service we offer is at no cost to the user or even to the churches who benefit, but it does come at a real cost. Would you consider partnering with us at backtothebible.org? That's backtothebible.org.